The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate. Or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. Hi, this is Dennis O'Connor. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. This week's weekly business hour. Appreciate you taking the time to stop in and take a listen and perhaps a view of what we're doing on the weekly business hour this week. I know there's a lot of pressure out there on small businesses, particularly if you're located in our larger cities and towns across America. And now I see even in Canada and Europe, all kinds of chaos seems to have broken out. And in particular, small businesses located in the areas where people are rioting and stealing are under a lot of pressure because their stores, their property is being destroyed. So I hope everyone's out there is safe and that you're able to maintain your business and maintain your positive state of mind. So important to everyone, but particularly if you're in business, because a lot of things come our way that we have to deal with, and in order to satisfy and serve our clients, our customers, we've got to keep that positive outlook moving forward. So bless your communities, and again, appreciate you taking the time to listen to us here today on the Weekly Business Hour. This is where entire Montgomery County and surrounding areas come to discuss business, business ideas, business thought, and business news. And like I mentioned, the big news item is the fact that a number of cities and towns across America, Canada, and now in Europe are inflamed with all kinds of chaos that are threatening each and every day for the last four or five days small businesses. But there are ways we can combat that. And if you'd like to talk about it, please give me a, uh, send me an email. Uh, it's a very simple email address. It's one, the number one, bestconsult at gmail.com. That's the number one, bestconsult at gmail.com. I'd love to strike up a conversation. Uh, we can use the website at onebestconsult.com and help each other get through this challenging and difficult time. I want to remind you, if you don't already know, that the show is broadcast by video as well as audio. Simply go to Facebook or YouTube, find the Weekly Business Hour channel, and then click on it, and you can listen as well as watch today's program. That's the one, is the Weekly Business Hour channel, Facebook or YouTube, to listen as well as watch the program. Today, we've got a very interesting guest joining us. Uh, Phil Anderson. Phil is a uh, citizen of Montgomery County. Uh, Phil's on his second career, so to speak. He's a chemical engineering. He's got a doctorate in that field, and he worked all his life for several large companies. And then he and his business partner decided to do something different. 
they decided to go a new direction and find something different. They first of all decided to be in business for themselves, not an unusual story, but they jumped into the real estate business. They jumped into the work share type office environment, uh, joined a group called Office Evolution. That's a franchise group. Uh, so they went the franchise route and they've opened a, just a wonderfully beautiful uh, location here uh, adjacent to the woodlands at Montgomery County. I took a personal tour. In fact, the interview you're going to hear was shot and recorded there at Office Evolution. Wonderful opportunity for people who need an office to start out or who would like to have services provided to them. Everything from a podcast studio to a mailbox to someone to answer your phone with a live voice, take your messages. Interesting concept. A lot has been going on in that area. But the big thing is, as we come through this pandemic, this COVID virus, is what are people going to do with their offices, particularly large companies, but even small companies? Are we going to become a nation of remote workers uh, in relations to the people who typically work in an office? These are all interesting questions, and Phil and I discuss them, and I think you will enjoy as you plot your future, the future of your business, you get a chance to hear from someone who's on the ground about what the office of tomorrow will look like for small businesses. So sit back, grab your pad and pencil, and take a listen as I have a great conversation with Mr. Phil Anderson, Office Evolution of the Woodlands. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have the privilege today to be at a business here in the local Montgomery County area, Office Evolution, and we're going to have a conversation uh, with Mr. Phil Anderson. Phil, welcome to the show. Well, actually, it's the other Dr. Phil. You know, more hair, less salary, but uh, I'm a chemist that, uh, uh, for the last 35 years that uh, I've worked in, not only nationally but internationally, uh, worked for a little company called Seba, which then became Novartis, which then became Huntsman Chemical, and uh, uh, we uh, here have uh, uh, gone off, and my uh, business partner and I have decided to uh, 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 retire from Huntsman and, and have a, a small business of our own, and uh, so we have two businesses, actually. One is called Part office or part consulting uh, which is a chemical consulting management uh, company and one day we went uh, off looking for a uh, uh, a office and we found a business so we're sitting here at office evolution because of that you know it's really interesting uh, because there are so many people small business owners entrepreneurs however you want to classify them that they are in one career a corporate career if you will and as they go through it at some point they say hey i want to be my own boss uh, and sometimes it is where you kind of reach that retirement part of your life and, and the opportunity to start something new uh, tell us if you if you don't mind the one thing that surprised you about being your own boss uh, and having a business like office evolution 
Um, one of the things that did surprise us, I think, a little bit was the uh, the degree of detail that you have to know. Okay, of lots of things. Okay, it's not just in the corporate world. We had one function or basics uh, basic function that we did. You know, that was our job, and uh, and you move from different jobs, etc. But here you have to wear all the hats all the time and be able to handle all the issues that come up, the surprises, you know, all those types of things. So, well, there is a commonality to every business. You know, you got this, you got that, you got it. A lot of similarity, even though each business, of course, is unique, each product and whatnot. Before we go further, though, I want to kind of wind back and if you can kind of tell the audience, uh, where did you come from? I mean, you mentioned you worked in the chemical industry. Mm -hmm. Where did you start out in business? What kind of position did you have? Well, I, I started off uh, in a, coming out of graduate school. I'm uh, an Aggie that uh, got recruited by Dow Chemical Freeport. And uh, so I uh, went to Dow Chemical and uh, started off my career down there, finished writing up my dissertation and, while I was at Dow. And then uh, back in 1985, there was a, uh, a step back in business. And so I had, uh, was given the opportunity to find new grounds. Uh, to work in and so ended up out in California uh, working out there and then finally came back here in uh, 19, I guess it was 89 and uh, or came back over this way uh, in 1989 and joined a company called Siba Geige. Uh Started off as a basically a group leader in a uh, chemical laboratory process development group which scales up uh, the laboratory uh, findings and makes them into the manufacturing size. And so you have all the uh, bits and pieces that go into the into expanding from the discovery all the way up to the manufacturing and maintaining the manufacturing. Uh, which this fitted very well with my, my previous, we'll call it, um, uh, upgrowing, up uh, where we, uh, I was born on a dairy farm and raised on a dairy farm, and so you you uh, planted in the spring and you harvested in the fall and you had your chores and you did all the different functions, et cetera. So uh, it was really kind of fell into that and uh, just really enjoyed the chemistry and everything that goes along with that. And so did that all the way up through the time that I was with Huntsman and then retired here. Uh, back in uh, 2014. So. You know, you mentioned being raised on a farm like that, and a dairy farm, very active type of farm. Every day you milk the cows. But that had to teach you something about business because uh, you were in a business, and I assume your father, mother, whatever, were actually running the business, but a great opportunity to learn about business. Oh, it was. It was. You know, it, it taught you a lot about, uh, you know, about cash flow and about uh uh, you know, how you uh, risk taking because, I mean, when you plant the seed in the spring, it's, there's no guarantee that you're going to have a, a, a harvest, you know, so, and uh, what do you do when things go south, you know, and, uh, and how do you cope with those type of things? And so, yeah, it did lead to uh, having, having those kind of uh, learning lessons that right. so. So to fast forward to today or back in 2014-15,
Office Evolution, you I understand from talking with you that it's a franchise operation. Right. But tell our listeners just briefly, what is Office Evolution? Well, Office Evolution is really a uh, franchise organization uh, of independent franchisees. Uh, they own and operate their own stores locally uh, or locations. And uh, we there's 70 of us at this point in time. Uh, this began as a franchise back in 20, 2003, was out of Denver. And it was uh, in 2013, 2014, was uh, taken to the franchise mode. And since then, we've expanded to about 70 different locations. Uh, Although we're independently owned and operated, uh, we uh, work underneath a loose uh, corporate umbrella uh, that gives us uh, commonality between the uh, different locations. And, and so you'll see that when you're in one office location, you're very comfortable going to one of the other office locations, whether it be in San Diego, Boston, Seattle, or Tampa. So, so it's and it's because of uh, the business model that we have, and that's it's called Ohana, uh, which means big family in Hawaiian, and we really are a big family here at o at Office Evolution. It's how we treat our people and and our members. Uh, they they are part of our family, and so uh, we work with folks when they come on hard times, as we've seen here in the COVID crisis. Uh, we help them, and uh, you know, and and we anticipate that they will be, you know, working with us in the future to, to uh, um, uh, re recompense that and make sure that everybody has a win-win situation. So we're really looking forward to, uh, and we've had uh, really looking forward to. Uh, how it ends up here, uh, it's, a, it's a challenge. I won't say it isn't uh, because, you know, you, when you have a uh, business that's only one year old, uh, you're, still, you're still struggling at this point in time to make ends meet. So, and we all do yeah, when we're at this kind of thing. So, You know, it's an interesting philosophy because uh, I have a background in real estate, real estate development stores and whatnot. Uh, but an interesting philosophy you mentioned using the Hawaiian term uh, for big family. Uh, I would think, uh, and, and just so folks understand, this is, uh, what do you call this? You come into Office Evolution as one of those workspace, or what's the term uh, for this type of facility? Yeah, we're a uh, uh, workspace uh, executive suites model. Uh, so we have everything from mailboxes and uh, what we call virtual memberships, where folks use the common uh, common area, similar to WeWorks or Regis. Uh, and then we have the offices uh, like Regis. So we're kind of that in-between model of a WeWorks versus a Regis. Regis is typically office-oriented, and then we're typically very uh, in the between. We're uh, half our members are are what we call. Uh, virtual members or common area members, and the other half are the are, are office members. And then the WeWorks, which is uh, very much the, we'll call it common area type of uh, co-work space. So being virtual member means that I have access to space when and if I need it. Yep, and that's on a 24-7 basis, not only here, but at any office evolution in the country. 
and uh, you get your uh, membership uh, bonus, so to speak, or allowance, uh, and you get 50% off uh, on, on membership of, of other functions, such as conference room time or, or uh, utilization of uh, the receptionist uh, for helping out in business things. We have some virtual uh, items, such as iPostal and uh, Zirtual, which are a, a mail service that can send you all your mail from your business uh, mailbox all the way over to a virtual assistant who can help you with your clerical work. Uh, so we have those types of components that we can add uh, at at when you want them, and uh, and we try to build from the basic mailbox and and shared workspace, all the way up to a small office to a medium-sized office to a large office, and so we provide that span of growth, and we work with you in that span of growth, and we are very happy to see it, and when you have grown enough that you get your own brick and mortar and and you uh, get your own office space. Uh, on a more permanent basis and, and move and graduate from here. So it's, it's kind of a little bit of an incubator that helps you grow all the way from step one all the way up to uh, uh, moving on to your, uh, and moving on to your own facility. Yeah, well that's, you know, and, and back to what I was saying uh, about the, uh, the, the Y in term for big family, it would seem that basically you're a service provider you're providing me a service in a sense, the access to different office amenities or services, and then as well as the opportunity to have space when and if I need it, or have a, a, a space that I've dedicated to me. Uh, and as such, it, I think it would, it's got to serve you well to take that attitude, convey that attitude of big family, yeah. that you're going to help me on part of the, my business, whatever it might be, that I may not want to spend a lot of time you know, having to worry about it, you take that load off with a virtual assistant or whatever, and I can build my business and focus on that. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're we actually uh, uh, pride ourselves on the fact that uh, you know we bring your members or clients to your your door, and the only thing that you have to worry about is doing business with them, and we take care of the rest. You know, uh, we're that back office, we're that uh, that rest of the family that helps out in the harvest or whatever it may be. So, well, it's an interesting concept. One I think that, uh, and let's talk about. It. I mean, you you and I and millions of business owners have gone through this pandemic, this COVID, whatever anybody wants to label it, but the bottom line was for two, three months, regardless of where you were in the country or even around the world, you've been shut down. All kinds of businesses were basically, and there were a handful that were essential that kept running. Uh, what was the impact on your business, the folks that that use your services and rent the space from you? Well, we were uh, quite lucky from that standpoint because we are a uh, uh, certified mail service provider. So we were considered essential from that standpoint. So we technically did not shut down completely. Uh, we did have reduced hours because of it. Uh, we had several, many members that decided to stay home uh, during the, we'll call it the initial six to eight weeks and are just now coming back on board. And then, excuse me, uh, 
And then, uh, but we also had, you know, lawyers and, and title insurance and things that were considered uh, essential services uh, from a, from a uh, COVID standpoint uh, that we were allowed to uh, keep open. And so we serviced those members while, while we were waiting for it to pass, so to speak. So you were able to keep open, partially open, right, uh, and provide your services, which again, if I was thinking about as a business owner and I was looking at the beginning of space that was flexible and services that could help me out so I can focus, and the idea that you were able to continue during this pandemic mm -hmm. or COVID-19 would be a real plus, I think, going forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. That's, that's, that, that is one of the pluses of having a flexible workspace, is that you can move it up, up and down the scale as needed. Uh, and they're there to provide you with the, with the resources needed to, to, uh, to keep your business afloat. Yeah. So well, let's talk about going forward now. Now we're uh, at some point, we're midpoint, whatever, in this COVID situation. Uh, lots of people worked remote, working remote still. Uh, systems and processes have been developed by the largest corporations as well as the smallest of businesses to make it work and flow. And you read all these articles where uh, Facebook says they're going to transition over a period of time to have a majority of their people work remotely. Uh, so there's all this kind of thing floating around out there. Uh, what do you feel is going to be the impact on your business as far as people having that ability, the systems, the processes, the products, the services to work remotely exclusively? What will be the impact for you? Well, it's a twofold impact. There'll be some that are still afraid to come out of their homes, but on the other hand, they still need to be able to meet with clients in a safe and secure area. And that's one of the things that we do provide, is we provide highly sanitized uh, conference room spaces such as the one we're sitting in right now. Uh, we follow COVID-19 practices uh, of social distancing. Uh, and we have common areas where we, at this point, we still wear masks and, and uh, provide a, uh, how would you say it, uh, a, um, a limited number of people access to the common areas. Uh, for persons that are what we call our virtual members, we actually, uh, because of our situation here, we actually moved some of them into the micro offices. We spread out all our common area uh, uh, desks and uh, air, um, lounge areas such that, that we can uh, keep a proper, proper distance. So uh, as well as uh, providing that we'll call the conference area and as well as and and uh, teleconference uh, requirements needed to, to provide for for we'll call it the COVID type of situation. Uh, on the reverse side, you have large companies that have sent everybody home. Okay, and they're packed in their home, and it is not a place to meet customers. And so, those larger companies will be needing uh, spaces where they can meet customers face to face, and or have a uh, small Zoom meeting where they have two or three of their folks tied in and, and can come together. And yes, you can do that at home, but uh, if you want to have any discussions or or where you are working together and collaborating together, a lot of times that is best done when you are face-to-face, -face. and this provides a safe haven for that type of practice. Yeah, I will tell people that uh, coming to your facility today, I'm super, super impressed 
with the safety measures that are in fact, they're not intrusive, but they all make sense based on what I've seen and read. Uh, so you do have best practices going on here for those that might be concerned or, because uh, everybody has a different level of concern about what's going on uh, with the COVID. Well, let me ask you, so what's next for, for you folks? I mean, you're gonna, you're like the rest of us, your business. Uh, it sounds like you've got a new market maybe with the larger corporations. Uh, what is, what do you see over the next six to 12 months and beyond for your business as far as what it will it look like? Well, we're gonna see a lot of, of, of differences of uh, businesses retracting. Okay, and they're not gonna come back up to, to their uh, normal speed. Okay, they're gonna need new facilities because they can't aff either afford the expense of their, the, the old facility or not. Uh, so that's one we'll call market that we're looking at uh, very strongly uh, because we can provide that, that interim service while they retrench themselves and move forward again. Uh, we have business coaches on site. Uh, as well, uh, we've got a couple of business coaches that are here that can help those folks on a one-to-one -one basis. Uh, we have things like a podcast room where when it comes to uh, the uh, advertising, uh, you know, in this day and age, uh, you know, it's not it, it's not just good enough to just advertise. You really have to be an expert in your field, and that's one way of getting that message across. And so we have podcast podcast capability for our members, and then also for non-members, uh, and it's available for all. But uh, of course, the, the the members get the 50% off. You know, so it's, a, it's to their advantage to be a member. Uh we also um, are looking at, like you said, we're targeting targeting the larger corporations and saying, hey, we've got these this capability. Uh, it's probably to your advantage if you're in different parts of the country to have this capability of moving in and out of an office space as time permits and as your COVID requirements, uh, uh, I would just say, um, transpose themselves for in the future. Uh, so that's kind of where we're coming from in terms of those major focuses of moving forward and providing services to to our members as well as our potential members. Sounds like your future might be brighter than, than a lot of folks with opportunities that uh, those of us in the business world need. Well, we're hoping that that is true. Uh, you know, we do struggle as well, so it's not not a uh, not a uh, you know a given thing because uh, we're uh, we're out here and uh, off of 1488 and Old Conroe Road, uh, so we're on the edge of the woodlands. Uh, we're not in the middle of the woodlands, and so that does have some impact from a demographic standpoint. Uh, and so you know, it, it's uh, how people are feeling out here. You know, this is Montgomery County, and uh, uh, there's more of a can-do spirit here in Montgomery County than there is, uh, unfortunately, with my friends over in Harris or any some of the other counties in the in the state, uh, and a much more can-do. Uh, uh, philosophy than and then other areas, uh, even other office evolutions at this point. So, but you know, we try to we try to move forward together as a group and and maintain the same level of services, et cetera. And that's what we're here for. So, when you go from here to San Diego or or Seattle, uh, you're going to get the same level of service. 
you know, it, it, again, opportunity. I think you got a wonderful location. You and I touched on that uh, because the amenities that are here in this business area, right? I mean, you mentioned you have six restaurants within right here in the building complex that we're in. You've got pharmacy. You've got this, that, all kinds of, of things that if I was in an office space and be able to access those type of things, that is a real, real plus. Yes, and that is actually one of the reasons that we chose this location was the fact that they, we were going to have those amenities. And uh, uh, we really like the fact that uh, the six restaurants are here. Uh, the other um, boutiques and, and areas are here. The gym is here, the pharmacy, the, you know, just some of the fun things to do in life are right here. And it's not that far away from, from uh, all the new uh, homes that are being built here in, in uh, South Montgomery County. Uh, this is probably one of, demographically one of the hottest spots uh, for real estate uh, in, the, in the state of Texas from that standpoint because of its, its growth to the west and to the north out of the woodlands uh, into, the, into the next level. So. Well, Phil, I deeply appreciate you taking time. I appreciate you showing you me, sharing with me your facility. If people want to get in touch or find out more about Office Evolution, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, the best way for them to contact us is uh, give us a uh, go to our website uh, at www.officeevolution/location/woodlands, or give us a call at 936-321. 1150. Uh, we'll be here 8 to 5 every day, Monday through Friday, and we'd be glad to have you come on over and take a tour. If you're not comfortable with taking a tour at this point in time, we have virtual tours where we go around and show you all the places and what facilities we have and, and, and how we can help you in your business. So multiple ways to get a hold of us, but uh, there, uh, we'd be glad to show you around. Well, thank you so much. And I would add to that encouragement that if you are looking for office space or some of the services that they provide, uh, at the very least, I encourage you to check out that website. Uh, it's pretty amazing. There may be an opportunity for you to expand, to grow, and have a better situation for your business that you might not have thought about. So I encourage you, check out Office Evolution and Phil Anderson. I think you'll be glad you did. OneBestConsult.com a community of small business owners where you as an owner can find answers to the most pressing business questions you have. Not sure who to turn to when you have a challenge in your business? Turn to the folks at OneBestConsult.com. That's the number one bestconsult.com, where you can always find advice you can use based on common sense business experience. Join our community of like-minded business owners at OneBestConsult.com. Well, I hope you uh, excuse me. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Phil Anderson and Office Evolution. Lots of neat things taking place in the world of how we can communicate, work, be more efficient, and deliver better service and products to our clients and customers. And I think the concept or the idea of where the office needs to be is one of the first things you should address in your business. And what I really like about the concept, like at Office Evolution, is the variety the flexibility that it offers as you grow a business. Obviously, you reach a point where you need a permanent office, uh, and Phil and I even discussed that, where he says graduating people to their own office space, their own office building, uh, their own property is something they look forward to. Uh, 
uh, because they like the idea of being there to support growing and businesses that are succeeding, and they do everything in Phil's opinion to help them do so. So I encourage you to check out Office Evolution. I'm going to give you a phone number, 936-249-0145, or you can go to their website for the location here in the Woodlands. It's www.officeevolution.com backslash locations backslash woodlands.com. Give that to you one more time, www.officeevolution.com backslash locations, that's plural, backslash woodlands.com. I think you'll see some interesting things, a lot of good information there that can give you a, a really almost a complete picture. And they encourage people just to come by and take a quick tour. Uh, it's, again, a very interesting concept that I think could benefit a lot of small businesses, particularly those that are in the growth mode. Well, that wraps up the first half of our show today. I hope you'll stay with us. And when we come back, a couple things. Uh, I'm going to do a follow-up. Uh, our mailbag request that we talked about last week has gotten a lot of play. A lot of people have sort of followed up and asked questions about it. And I want to address a couple of those issues with you. And then I'll close out today's show with the one best consult tip of the week. What not to do with your business social media. Perhaps better said, what to do. Uh, four key points that I think everyone should subscribe to and make sure that their social media is following. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with you. For business ideas and news you can use, join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, A Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. Hi, I'm Keith O'Connor, CEO, coach, and business mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems. They help you fix them for yourself. I call this process Closing Strong. Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at closingstrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you. Because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. It's all about business on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. 
Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and you're listening to Weekly Business Hour, and I'm Rick Schisler. I'm your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor and the founder of OneBestConsult.com, where a community of business owners, business managers come to discuss issues, to seek advice from others that are in the same spot you are in trying to manage and grow small businesses. So check us out, OneBestConsult.com. And a reminder, you can find a video cast as well as a podcast of today's show, uh, Wednesday of this week, on YouTube under the Weekly Business Hour and other social media. You can go to the OneBestConsult.com website. You can come right here to the Lone Star Community Radio uh, website at IRLoneStar.com and find a copy of the show on Wednesday as well. So please look for the video cast, podcast of today's show if you want to re-listen or even more fun, share it with someone who would have an interest in the business topics that we're covering. Last week, I had a listener request, and I do that from time to time. I call it my mailbag. I get an email from someone, and they ask a question or pose a theoretical situation. Uh, and I look for ones that are on point on what's going on today in business. And the issue that we addressed most recently was entitled, how do I communicate with my customers to let them know that we are open for business? And it was amazing, the response that that short discussion and the points I made uh, generated, uh, telling me that this is a very important issue, one that I personally feel is critical, that people need to make sure that they're advertising, marketing, that they're communicating, that they're telling the public they're telling their customers and clients, hey, we're open for business. Now, there may be some guidelines for the safety of these customers and clients that need to be communicated as well, and there may be certain procedures. So, But the point is, you need to communicate the message. I have someone that I've done business uh, with for a number of years. Uh, I go in on an annual basis for a checkup. I buy a product from them. I pay for services, and I haven't heard from them yet. I don't even know if they're open. Uh, I hope they are because I enjoy it. In fact, I, I drove a considerable distance to utilize the vendor because I liked the way they did business. But they aren't, have not yet told the public that they are open for business. And at this point, I'm worried that they're closed. They're not available. I don't know what kind of business you're in, but if you turn away directly or indirectly customers, potential customers, it's a lost business. And when I go and start using someone else, in my case, to provide the products and services that I was getting from this vendor, uh, then if I get served well, I'm gone. Uh, so be sure you're communicating that. But the question, uh, among the many questions, but the one that was asked most often was, how far should I go in communicating? And we talked a lot about that. Uh, I talked about phone calls, and people kind of go, whoa, phone calls. I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. And we talked about phone calls in the vein of if you have some really good customers, in other words, your top five, top ten, whatever number, depending on your resources and your time, reach out to those people perhaps by phone. Just touch base. Tell them you appreciate what they're doing, what they're doing with your business. Do you have anything that could help them get their businesses open? put them back into the mode 
of running their successful business. I think you'd be very surprised. And I suggest the phone because phone calls today have shifted greatly. With the advent of digital and social media, messaging tends to be more in print, black and white, uh, versus a phone call, a personal touch. One letter or email that I received talked about making personal visits, just dropping by and leaving a catalog or a business card or some instructions about something that was helpful. The idea, they weren't there to sell anything. They just wanted to see how the folks were doing. Be amazed. The personal touch is the point. Phone call, stopping by the business. We all have time to generate revenue. We're always trying to find new customers. Why lose your existing customer base while you're bringing new customers on through typical marketing and advertising channels? Think about it. I think it's a wonderful question and one that I hope that everyone that hears this will take it to heart and try to add that personal touch. We're going to take our final break of the day, and when we come back, I'm going to do my one best consult tip of the week entitled what not to do with your business social media or turn it around what to do i've got four points i want to make that i feel are critical and i know people trip on one or more of them i know i did when i was in business so please stay with us we'll be right back with you not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hi, I'm Keith O'Connor, CEO, coach, and business mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems. They help you fix them for yourself. I call this process Closing Strong. Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at closingstrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture. Learning about how food is grown and produced 
and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families. Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. It's all about business on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler. I'm your host. We're in the final segment of today's show where I typically provide you with a one best consult tip of the week. Uh, Try to discuss a topic that can give you some ideas, perhaps a way to do things that immediately, hopefully, uh, if you implement them, will help your business. And I think we've got that kind of topic today. But before we move into that, I want to let you know, I failed earlier, it was pointed out to me in the break, that to let you know that when you have a question about your business or a question about something we're discussing or just want to make a comment about the show, send us an email. Uh, my email is real easy. It's one, again, one best consult at gmail.com. That's one best consult at gmail.com. I really enjoy getting those emails, uh, even if they're critical about the show. I appreciate that. We have good, quality, constructive conversations through email, through phone, lots of different ways. And I hope that what we do is make people better and make their businesses more successful for them and their families. Let's jump into this topic of social media. Uh, I don't know where you personally stand on social media. I hope that you use social media to your benefit in your business. Uh, I know a lot of business people, particularly those that only have themselves or two or three employees, it's more of a headache, sometimes a heartache than it seems to be worth. But there's a lot of opportunity on social media. Now, I'm not talking about setting up an Instagram account and posting all the things, the pictures of what you and your family are doing or so on and so forth. That's personal. That's a hobby. But I'm talking about effectively using social media to promote your business, promote your brand, promote who you are and why you're different, why you are a better option for those that are needing the services and products that you provide. So it's, it really, it, it, it's, it's there and you need to utilize it. Four things, though, I want to offer you uh, that potentially are, can be big mistakes when you're dealing with social media. The first one, and it's one that I made, particularly when I was small, one of the businesses we started out, we only had three people. Um, I outsourced. Uh, I've always been big on outsourcing. I learned how to do that a long time ago. But I also understand you got to be selective of what you outsource. And I don't think that you can outsource your social media to someone who's not familiar with your business. So that means you can't hire, in my opinion, effectively, to be effective with your social media, an intern, someone who's in school, high school, college, that needs a part-time job and is perhaps very adept at at how things are entered and moved and changed and how it flows. Uh, There's some real wizards out there some of these young people, because I deal with them on, 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 with some of my clients, but they don't know the message. They can't create the message that you want to communicate because they don't know your business. Uh, the same thing is true if you hire a consultant or outsource to an agency. Um, I handled a lot of advertising for our family business and outsourced it to people. And 
Every time, though, we had control over the message. So you've got to be careful. Don't hand off this important tool to someone, then turn around and go about your business, so to speak. Uh, even if you're irritated or feel confused, whatever, be sure you maintain the control. Now, one of the things you can do is take a current employee, and I've seen this successfully done, and use it as a development tool. In other words, they can kind of move up. They can get a new title in addition to what they're doing, perhaps. Uh, they can get a little more money, compensation, however you want to do it. But it's a great opportunity to find someone in your organization that knows their way around social media, and then hopefully they will know your message. They will know your company. But again, don't ever give up being the manager and the administrator of your social media accounts. You as the owner of the business need to keep your finger in this pie. Stay in touch with it on a regular basis. Second thing is make sure, and this is marketing 101, that you're communicating with audiences that will be potential users or buyers of your products, users of your services. Be sure that you're just not putting a message out there to attract a number of hits or a number of likes. Uh, these are measuring sticks. But you gotta dig past that. You gotta dig, you know, devil's in the details, right? You gotta dig down into that and find out who these people are. Are they a profile of your ideal customer? Anyone who isn't, anyone who's not a potential user or buyer of your products and services, it's a waste of time to use your business assets and post social media messages that are not attracting people who potentially could become your customer or client. And a lot of people do that. And again, this is marketing 101. You want to have your marketing directed to those that are potential buyers or who are clients and customers already and keep them connected with your company. So remember that. You've got to show people you're going to add value to what they're doing, and hopefully this will build credibility and trust. You will strengthen that connection between you and your business. And the only way to do that is be sure your messages hit home to the people that they need to hit home. Third thing I'd like to mention, and I've come across this a couple times in, in doing reading and trying to understand how to make social media more effective, is don't only post promotional, in other words, sales. I have seen businesses do this, even big businesses. The only time I ever see anything on social media from this company is they're offering a sale or a promotional or register uh, a contest uh, as a way to kind of get you into their site. And so you'll spend some time and perhaps buy something. You've got to communicate with people. It's nothing wrong with posting a promotion, but you've got to build more of a connection with people. This is a basis, basics, part of the basics of sales is you've got to build some kind of relationship. Sometimes those relationships are a little easier to build. Sometimes they're long-term. So what are you doing? You seek people's feedback. Uh, you, you post information, stories that people want to read. You do it in a way that makes it easy for them to read it. All the other parameters in social media, that quick, hard-hitting message, that message that, that plays to the emotions of the listener or the reader, uh, all these things with the social media, the print, as I call it, the video, 
all of these things need to be considered as, as well. But again, don't always post something that's promoting something. Always promoting your business and brand, but not promoting sales. Because after a while, people just don't look. They scroll past it. They don't check it out. So be careful of that. Fourth and final uh, one I want to talk about is don't forget about the people who start to follow you, the people that like you, the hits you get. Offer them something. If you look at the best websites, small business or otherwise, you will see that those websites, those social media posts are trying to connect with you. And one of the ways they do that to get you to connect with them, at least initially, is they offer you something, okay? This could be a newsletter. Uh, this could be a club uh, that they can get points. I mean, there's just a, a ton of ideas out there. But the idea is you want to treat these people special. In other words, I want to be a member. I want to be part of what you're doing in your business because that's special. And I enjoy relationships, which is true of most of us. We want relationships. And social media relationships are different, obviously, but people still want to connect. And the fact that they connect with you and not your competitor, obviously, is a big advantage. So I encourage you wholeheartedly, make sure that you treat these people special. Your message is treat them special. It's not a matter of giving them something, an expensive gift or anything, but you make them feel special in what you offer them. Again, something as simple as a regular newsletter that offers tips and ideas of how to make their life better, their business stronger, add value to what they're doing. So don't forget that. So a quick review. First was the idea is don't just hand off your social media to anybody, an intern, somebody that's in school, uh, or a consultant or uh, a firm that specializes in this area. You've got to stay involved. You cannot turn your back or your message will not be the message that you want, that your business needs to connect with the people they need to connect with. Secondly, don't build audiences, right? Marketing 101 that are not your target. And a lot of times folks will say, well, I've got so many followers. I've got thousands of likes. But who are these people? Are they really potential candidates to do business? with your business. And if not, you've wasted time and resources. Third, don't only post promotional content. Post other messages. Again, you're trying to build a connection. Post things that help connect people with your business. So they go to look at it and check in from time to time and then can connect with those occasional promotions. And the last one is don't forget to treat your followers special. Very, very important. You want me to want to be part of what you're doing. Well, that's it for today's show. I want to tell you, to, if you would, please put a note on your calendar. Join us again next Monday right here at IRLoneStar.com or on Facebook, YouTube, on the Weekly Business Channel. We'll be here next Monday at 11 o'clock with which I think will be a very exciting guest. Again, trying to offer you information and ideas that will help build your business. So until next week, stay engaged. Keep your focus on what counts in your business, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, 
and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.